You are now tuned in to the Storm Tracker Podcast. Welcome back, family, to the Storm Tracker Podcast. Happy New Year to everybody. Welcome to 2024, where we are going to go live every time for the Storm Tracker Podcast. I'm Marcus Benjamin, chilling with my guy, Frank Tucker, representing the crib, South Florida. We collectively represent canescounty.com, part of the rivals.com network. Make sure you follow this podcast on all platforms and also subscribe to this channel live from Canes County. First, definitely want to talk about the pinstripe bowl and kind of how it happened. An unfortunate result again for Miami in a bowl game. Um, this is kind of like common, I guess you could say, with, with Miami Hurricanes football teams. Man, um, they come up short once again. In a bowl game, 31-24 is the final score. Some critical mistakes in this game leads to the Hurricanes' demise. But the talk is really all about Jakari Brown, man. Jakari Brown put together a decent performance in the pinstripe bowl. I mean, he put his team in a position, uh, you could say, to get a win. Uh, but unfortunately, they, they don't make enough plays to... Uh, to, to get the win or tie at the end to push it to overtime. But then it comes out that Jakari Brown is going to stay with the Hurricanes. I, I think many thought that he would, you know, opt for the the transfer portal and look at other options, especially since Miami's doing that, is looking at other options as far as quarterback is concerned. So my question, Frank, is, is do you believe, just Leon, said right do you believe in jacari brown do you believe that he could be the guy do you believe that he made the right decision to stay with miami um i think that he has the potential down the road to be the guy i don't think next year he's the answer uh in 2024 i think he showed some flashes in in the in that full game especially the long throw to jacoby george that he missed early on in the contest but I, I still think that he's a work in, work in progress. Listen, he was solid in the game. He wasn't spectacular. There, there's a reason that Miami didn't lose this bowl game to Rutgers, and it's because they were not perfect offensively. You know, he didn't score a ton of points. And then defensively, he allowed a lot of points <laughs> and a lot of rushing yards. So Rutgers team that wasn't that great this year. They had lost, like, their last four games. So it's hard for me to, to be so – so high on Jakari Brown when it was solid, but it was that's not the type of quarterback that's going to lead Miami to a double-digit win season next year. That that's what Miami needs, right? Because you, you went from five wins to seven wins, you got to go to at least nine, right? And I don't know if Jakari Brown is the guy that's going to be able to lead Miami to to that type of performance and. Like, he's supposed to be using his legs, right? And we saw it on that touchdown run right there where he's able to use his legs. But I feel like he didn't really utilize his mobility to the standard of what we expect from 2022. It, it was yeah. great. I think at one point in the game, I know sacks are included in it, but 10 carries for 29 yards. It, that's not really the dual threat performance that you'd love to see from a, a guy who has – 
you know, four five type speed. So for me, I, I'm I'm not really sold on Jakari Brown, and I, and I do think he made the right decision because Miami hasn't been able to grab their first options out of the transfer portal, and I think that he's kind of going into it with saying, I'm going into the spring and seeing how it goes. Maybe I can take this job, and if he doesn't, the spring portal the window opens up for him before the summer, and, and I think that that's something that he could probably explore then, like. Just because somebody locked in now doesn't mean that they're going to be locked in heading into the fall. So um, I I don't think that this is the end of the Jakari Brown discussion uh, just because he decided to stay for the spring. Yeah, I mean, for me, I I, I believe in the upside of Jakari Brown. I feel like there's plenty of upside with this kid. He's clearly the the most athletic uh, quarterback on the roster and probably will be the most athletic quarterback on the roster with any uh, quarterback that, that you add uh, to this roster, just from an athletic standpoint. I mean, the kid is just dynamic once he, you know, decides to run with the ball. And I agree with you, Frank, I I feel like they didn't really utilize him as much. Uh, I felt like they definitely could have did a little bit more, when it comes to using his athleticism or whatnot, I think he could definitely be um, so much more than, than what he is. Um, I, I think the fact that he's returning says a lot about um, just his character and, and because he could, he could easily transfer out to another, another program. I'm sure another program, other programs are interested in him. But against Rutgers, 20 of 31, 181 yards passing. I mean, that's 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 average, right? Uh, or you could even say that's below average by by college football standards uh, these days. He did rush for 57 yards, scored two touchdowns, threw for one, had an interception. He was pretty much a game manager. But the thing about Ja'Cory Brown is that he is – he can be a game changer. He can be that player to really take this team to the next level if he develops. And we just haven't seen it yet. Um, I don't, I'm not sold either on him being the guy for next season. I think Miami should definitely add another quarterback. Uh, they're still searching for one from what I know. And my question is, like, from, from an organizational standpoint, do you invest in this guy? Like, um, should should you put all your chips in Jakari Brown, or should you search for for another another quarterback? Obviously, they they swung and missed on quarterbacks already. I mean, Cam Ward has decided to go to the NFL. Will Howard is 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 off to Ohio State. And KJ Jefferson has gone to UCF. So you've got three of your potential high quarterback targets that have now gone. So where do you go from here? I mean, listen, there's still a lot of quarterback talent in the transfer portal. I know that one of the names that has come up is Malachi Nelson. I don't think that's going to happen. I think he stays closer to the West Coast. I I don't. I saw saw you visiting Boise State this weekend. Yeah, he's visiting Boise State. I think that's kind of a tell-all of where his recruitment is right now. I think he wants to go somewhere and start. I don't know if there's a guarantee if he comes to Miami. 
that he does start. Miami is looking for a veteran arm rather he's than definitely, somebody that had definitely not a guarantee he he's going to start if he comes here. Yeah, That's- I I it, I feel like if Miami was going to go down that route, they would have went after Dante more a little bit harder than they did. But they're looking for a guy that has experience already. He doesn't have to be someone that has multiple years of eligibility remaining. They're high on Emory Williams. They like what they have in the potential of Jakari Brown and Judd Anderson. Obviously, you got in 2025 Luke Nickel. It's not a guarantee he ends up in Miami, but he's been pretty go. You know, he's been pretty hard about being a Miami commit. You know, so far he's been all in on it. You know, and 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 he was the the Georgia Player of the Year uh, in his classification, won a state championship. Uh, so I, I think that the future of the quarterback position at Miami is actually pretty bright. So I, really, it's just finding the guy for 2024. And I don't think that's going to be a young name, right? Like, I don't think that an Eli Holstein is somebody that, that ends up being in, you know, in the conversation, despite him being a former, you know, borderline five-star quarterback uh, and coming from Alabama. I, I think it's going to be someone more like a Jordan McLeod. And, and don't shy away from Cam Ward just yet. He did announce that he was going to the NFL draft, but it was kind of a half-hearted NFL uh, you know, draft declaration, uh, and he hasn't hired an agent. So I think he's really just trying to run the money up uh, and NIL uh, from whoever is still pursuing him. Obviously, Florida State is out of the picture now. Ohio State is out of the picture uh, Auburn and Miami would be the two teams that are still going to be pushing for his services. And I don't think that's going to stop. I still think that conversations are going to be had uh, because it's not a lock that he does end up in the NFL draft. You can declare uh, without an agent and still come back to college football. Um, it, it's just once he signs that agent, things are are pretty much wrapped up there. So um, I'm still, watch, still watching for Cam Ward. I still think he's option number one. Um, you know, the kid from UNLV, uh, Jaden Mayava, he's a good player. Uh, I I love what he did with UNLV this year. I like what Jordan McLeod did with with James Madison. Um, Obviously, they're not, you know, prime options. You know, they're not perfect, perfect uh, quarterbacks, but they're winners. Uh, And and they've proven it on the FBS level. Another guy I I like is is the Matthew Sluka kid uh, from Holy Cross. If you're looking for someone with some dual threat ability, uh, broke some records on the FCS level at Holy Cross. Uh, you know, nice frame. He's a really good football player and, and teams like that. Holy Cross, though, right? I know, but it, it, listen, he's an experienced quarterback. Um, you know, we, we've seen Miami, you know, flip a guy from Harvard before. Uh, it's So, it, you know, being a smart football player, an experienced football player, to me, there's some value in it, you know, and, and being an older player, I think that, there's, listen, we, we've seen guys like Bo Nix uh, go from awful, right? I know he played on the Power 5 level to really good yeah. once he turns 24 years old in college football, right? We've we, we seen Jaden Daniels five years in become the player that everybody thought he would be after his freshman year at Arizona State, right? Like we see guys once they hit that around that fifth year, uh, there's a different level of play from those guys just because they're a man amongst boys uh, in college football. So I think that Sluka, not saying he's the first option, but if I'd rather a guy like that than a Jakari Brown, in my opinion, ran for 1200 yards and double digit touchdowns, uh, you know, and I know it's not the same level of competition, but 
Uh, there's an athletic ability there with, you know, mixed with his ability to throw uh, that I, that I think is intriguing. Yeah, I mean, he he's kind of down on my list. You know, um, I, I like uh, a Caden Salter and I also like a Jordan McLeod as well, just because they they won games. You know, they won a ton of games last, last season. Um, James Madison was undefeated for the majority of the year until the end. And so did Liberty uh, as well. So those guys have dual threat ability as well. Um, they, they, they played better competition uh, than Sluka. So th- those are kind of the top two guys for me right now, uh, just because of what they've done on the FBS level. Albeit it was the, you know, the the Sun Belt and you know just a Group of Five level, but um, still uh, they they played some games against top competition. Salter just played against Oregon. I mean, he got dog walked by them boys, but still, you know, he he still played against some high competition. Uh, but um, those are kind of my two guys for me. I do like uh, Jaden Jaden Delora. Uh, from Arizona a little bit. Uh, I just think he, he you know, he's got a lot of experience, played his last two seasons at Arizona, um, played for Washington State before that. I think he's kind of the veteran presence I, I could see Miami going with. Um, and then, yeah, I like the kid from UNLV as well. Once uh, To my point, again, like just won a lot of games, right? You, you, need, you need winners, right? I want winners. You know, I, and those are the type of guys that that I would like to see Miami go after uh, pretty hard. And Jordan McLeod, you know, could return back to his home state. He's from the Tampa area. You know, I, I think I could see him as a possibility as well. But as far as Malachi Nelson's concerned, I just don't think um, when you when you got a Jakari Brown who has some experience and you got an Emory Williams. Yeah, I don't I don't see it being really a, a, a total logical choice at this point. And, and you got Judd Anderson coming in too, um, to, to bring in a Malachi Nelson. So I, I see that as a long shot. Um, Miami needs to get a quarterback though, right? Because there's some consensus out there that, okay, well, just go with Jakari Brown and, you know, just go with Emory Williams and, and Judd Anderson and wait for Luke Nickel and, that's what you're going to ro- roll with. I'm a, I'm on the opposite. I think they have to, have to, have to get a quarterback, right? That's how you feel. For, for 24. Yeah, you got to get somebody to come in for next year. You, I don't think that you're in a position right now to where you have your guy in 2024. And I think if there if there is a guy in the program, it's Emory Williams. I know that. I'm a little bit higher on Emory than the consensus. It wasn't. The stats weren't great with him, but I think that he put Miami in a position to win against better competition than Jakari did. Uh, granted, he had Cam Kitchens, he had James Williams, he had Colby Young, he had Leonard Taylor, he had Don Chaney, right? Like he had Matt Lee, he had JV Cole. Those are great, right? But I also think that he's got there's there's just an it factor to Emory Williams that I don't think that Jakari Brown has, right? Because when we talk about dual threat quarterbacks. Uh, you can talk about a Jaden Daniels. You can talk about, you know, we can put Michael Penix in there a little bit, right? Yeah. Like, 
those guys have it factors to them, even if it didn't show up until later in their career, right? I don't see the it factor with Jakari Brown to that level, right? I think that he's what you described before, a game manager. He's a guy that you're not going to lose a game because of Jakari Brown, but you might not win a game because of Jakari Brown. It's like everything has to go right around him for things to be successful in the way that we deem it to be successful, which is double-digit wins in 2024. And I think that he could lead you to eight, a solid eight wins next year. You might be in the same position with seven, but and it's not as up and down maybe as a Tyler Van Dyke where it was, man, this guy could win the Heisman too. This guy doesn't need to be the starting quarterback for Miami. Um, but but I think that you got to go get a quarterback. You got to go to get a quarterback. Let Emery not rush things back with a broken arm. Let him mold him, his game a little bit more. Maybe learn from veteran quarterback. Get you know get a redshirt year under his belt. Um, and, and honestly, I, I feel like he's the quarterback of the future. So you just need to grab one of the one of these veteran quarterbacks uh, that have one year remaining. Um, and then and then listen, Miami's up and rolling because. Uh, Listen, what you what they've done in recruiting under Chris Ball in the last two and a half classes has been exceptional. They're building talent at a high level. They're doing a really good job in the transfer portal outside of the quarterback position. So overall, I, I think that this roster is going to be at the level to be able to win championship, play championship level football where, where you're winning ACC championship games competing for uh, an opportunity to be in the college football playoff in the next two, two, two years or so, in my opinion. Uh, and, and that really just hinges on what they do at the quarterback position. So I would love to see this team be led by a Jordan McLeod next year. It makes things a little bit more interesting in regard to the ACC next year because it's wide open. You don't really know what Florida State's going to look like. I know they're hitting the portal really hard, same way as Miami. You grab DJ from Oregon State. We don't really know what DJ is. He had a solid year at Oregon State. But we also saw him struggle in the ACC. So let's see. Yeah, more of a game manager, right? I, I don't think I don't think that he's Jordan Travis. I think Jordan Travis is a better player than DJ was. And I think that there was a better supporting cast around Jordan Travis than what is at Florida State right now, Clemson. You have no idea what Clemson's going to be next year. They lost to Miami and then ended up still winning nine games. But yeah. – it's like it, it continuously gets worse year after year for Clemson. Could they take another downturn next season? Because it's not, again, recruiting for them hasn't been exceptional as of late. Uh, they don't do a good job in the transfer portal. Um, and, and listen, they have lost some guys uh, to the NFL and, and to the transfer portal over the last couple of years. So I, I think that things are wide open for Miami to really make a jump and grabbing the right quarterback, uh, which could still be Cam Ward. Uh, is vital, and, and I don't think that means Shakari Brown's starting quarterback. That's definitely good news for Hurricanes fans. That Cam Ward is still a, is still a possibility. Let's see if he indeed hires an agent in, in the next uh, you know few weeks or so. Uh, but let's talk about any of other positions. I mean, we talk about the quarterback position. Miami did add a few players uh, to its roster. Uh, they added a DB, they added an alignment, and and, and Zach Carpenter. Um, they added a, a, D, a D lineman and, and Marley Cook. Um, but what other positions do you think Miami is looking to fill uh, through the transfer portal besides QB? I think that they're going to sniff around some of those top running back options, surprisingly. 
There's some elite options yeah, still in the I portal. I saw Quinshawn uh, Judkins is is definitely a player that is kind of swirling around as a possibility. I was a little bit surprised at it, but just because Miami seems pretty deep at running back, right? Like you got some horses, bro. You got obviously uh, Mark Fletcher. Hopefully he's you know comes back next season uh, okay from the injury that he suffered in in the bowl game. And then you got A.J. Allen there. Uh, you got, you know, Henry Parrish, you know, still on the roster there, as well as, you know, Chris Chris Johnson Jr. You got Jordan Lyle coming in, as well as Chris Wheatley Humphrey. You seem pretty stacked at running back um, to kind of go after one in, in the portal. It seems a little puzzling to me. Georgia went and got Etienne from Florida, despite having – four and five star running backs all that's, up and down the roster, right? So that's Georgia. That's Georgia and, and that's that, hey, at the same time too. To me, that that's what Miami has to have the standard of, standard of, right? What is Bama doing? What is Georgia doing? What is Ohio State doing? Right? All these schools, they're sacking talent left and right. If you can add a game changer at the running back position, you have to do it. Uh if you if you add if you can add a guy that you feel is better than what you have in your room right now, you you grab that guy. And I think that Miami is exploring those options to running back position. So let's see what happens there. Um, Trevante Citizen is also a player that I haven't mentioned who was dressed for the bowl game. That's another player who probably in for a big 2024. We could see, we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I haven't been as high on Trevante Citizen, not because from a talent perspective, just because he's constantly injured. And it's hard to come back from two knee injuries. It's 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 a struggle, and that's why we haven't seen him on the football field at the University of Miami just yet. So we're going to see what happens. Let's see how his spring goes. It is a stacked running back room. You know how high I am at Mark Fletcher and Jordan Lyle. I think that AJ Allen has some maturity uh, growth that needs to happen in his future for him to be kind of considered as a bell cow running back in this offense. You lose Don Chaney. There's rumors that Henry Parrish could still ed- enter the portal. Uh, yeah. You know, I I think that you could definitely still grab one guy, uh, especially if it's one of those elite options at running back. Uh, I do think that they're going to grab at least one receiver out of the portal. There are so many receivers. I, I couldn't give you a name on who it's probably going to be right now. They have offered a couple of guys, um, but that receiver position – they could grab, like, listen, USC just grabbed the guy from the D3 ranks. <laughs> he was a D3 All-American. So it, it's really hard to get a judge on, on what teams are going to do at receiver until visits start happening. Um, and, and right now I think Miami is definitely exploring their options at the receiver position. Wouldn't be surprised if they added even two uh, on, on the outside because you lose Colby Young. And, you know, there's some – I love Jacoby George, but, again, there's some – growth that needs to happen with him in the maturity side of things, right? You, you saw what happened in the bowl game. It was like multiple personal foul penalties, right? Holding penalties, get, getting into altercations, dropping passes, just being overall distracted. That should have been a game where he was going over the thousand yard mark, right? We saw yeah. at the end of the Florida State game, frustration from him. He's got to grow in the aspect of maturity because that's the reason Brashard Smith is no longer in the program at the University of Miami. It is part of the reason that Xavier Restrepo is coming back and maybe Richard felt like there wasn't a pathway for him to be starting. Could be.
But I also think that there, this was more of a mutual divorce with Brashard Smith in Miami rather than it just being Brashard looking for another option um, because he hasn't exactly jumped into the boat with anybody right away. I think that there's definitely some people trying to figure out what, what type of player he is and what, what level of player is he. Uh, can he be a receiver on a consistent basis? Um, so I, I think that, you know, Miami has to has to grab mature players for 2024. Part of the reason why they're going to get at least a one-year quarterback um, out of the portal. It, it, the reason Matt Lee was so was so valuable, the reason Javion Cohen was so valuable was because they brought a maturity to the offense and experience, a, a, a leadership uh, aspect to what they needed. And I feel like that they have to do that in the portal this time around as well because Francis Maunoa, right, we know how talented he is. He's still a baby, right? The guy's going into a true sophomore season. Samson Okunlola, probably going to step into a starting role. Going to be a redshirt freshman. Uh, a lot of the pieces along your offensive line are younger guys. And that's Cooper, really good player. He, he's still going to be a true junior and not a guy that I, I, I've heard anybody talk about as a guy who's commanding the locker room. Right, so you have to bring in some guys with some maturity. Guys coming from you know situations that aren't uh, you know power five, where they know what it takes uh, to grind it out. And, and I feel like that's what Miami's going to be doing at the receiver position uh, to add a little bit of maturity at that spot. Um, I would not be surprised to see them add an edge rusher um, out of the transfer portal if it's the right guy. Um, and then I think that they add a, one more corner um, at least. Uh, because if you look at the corner room, they're at like seven right now. Um, but I don't think that Demetrius Freeney is a guy that's going to compete for playing time next year. Uh, Robert Safford, we still don't know what he is. Uh, you, you know, you lose Devontae Brown to the portal. Obviously, he wasn't what everybody hoped he would be coming from UCF. But he was still a guy that was getting playing time at the cornerback spot. Uh, sure. So I, I think that, you know, outside of your top three, which is Daryl Porter, uh, Damari Brown, which – Hopefully, you know, there is probably going to be a seven-day portal window that's approved uh, coming here after this weekend. So just watch for that. Hopefully, Damari Brown doesn't end up going into the portal. You know, you do have some teams that are going to be going after him, like Alabama and Florida State. Um, and then you got, you know, Jadeus Richards. So uh, you have three really good options. But outside of those three really, really good options, you know, you're, you're hoping Ryan Mack quickly quickly gets into the rotation, which I think that he's extremely capable of doing, right? But it's hard to put a kid who hasn't been in a college weight training program right into the fire at the cornerback spot. We saw right. Damari struggle at times. We saw Jadeus Richards sure. struggle at times, you know, because they're the cornerback position, you just don't see freshmen come in and dominate college football right away. Now, yeah. Ryan Mack, if you go watch what he did in the All-American game, if there's any freshman defensive back that's going to come in and play corner right away, it's going to be him. Uh, he went up against a six foot four, six foot five receiver. That's a five star kid in Cam Coleman, and he straight locked him down. In my opinion, that he he was physical, he was fast. He did it the entire week of practice. Uh, he we know he's one of the most technically technically sound defensive backs in South Florida. He's coached up coming yeah. from St. Thomas Aquinas. Sure. He's got a winning pedigree playing for that, you know, that Purple Machine team and coming from St. Thomas. He's a four-time state champion. Uh, so he's a kid that's going to definitely help with that cornerback spot. But I do think that you need to add one more guy. Typically, if you look at college college football, 
cornerback rosters, it's closer to 10 than it is to seven. So I I think that they need one more body. Uh, You know, injuries in college football, they creep up on you quickly. So say Daryl Porter gets into an, you know, has an injury bug again. Say Jadeus Richard has a little bit of an injury problem. Damari Brown, if he stays, he's had some injury issues at American Heritage in the past and at Miami. Uh, You don't want to run into an issue where you lose two of your top three corners and then you're resorting to a freshman with no depth behind the freshman. Uh, So definitely think they need at least one more guy. Would love to see Antoine Jackson come home. Obviously a little bit biased by that. I mean, you got an Antoine Jackson out there and – you also have an Earl Little Jr. out there as well. I mean, this is this is a guy that I, I know had um, a relationship with, uh, you know, Mario Cristobal. I mean, and, you know, as far as uh, being in contact and, and he was part of the recruiting um, process uh, for Earl Little Jr. So they have a relationship. So that is definitely potential. Uh, to, to return. I know Alabama is trying to keep him over there. I, I think he is one of those talents as well that that could add to this DB room. And we haven't talked about Savion Riley, who's, who actually was added to this roster via transfer as well. I think, you know, he can make an, uh, an immediate impact as well, has experience. And, you know, just like Jadias Richard, I, I think he could probably get in there and just compete for playing time as well. So I like the fact that they already added a Savion Riley to the roster, um, to the defensive back room via transfer. Loved Would love to see Antoine Jackson. He's already kind of hinted that he wants to come back based on what you see from social media. Talking about he's seeing, you know, license, license plates, you know, uh, stuff like that. I'm pretty sure you saw that, Frank, right? Um, yeah. I know you're close to him. Um, I would love to see him come back. He just has to have the right attitude as far as um, getting into the locker room and and not expecting to have playing time right away uh, because he's not going to be starting over at Damari Brown or a Daryl Porter Jr. or or even uh, likely a Jadias Richard as, as, as well. So um, I think he's going to have to earn his stripes or earn his way onto the field as long as he comes in with that mentality then it'd be great to add an Antoine Jackson uh to this roster um yeah I I think he would I think he will uh remember he's he's technically supposed to be coming in as a freshman right now uh, he's a, a 2024 prospect uh so he's supposed to be a 2024 kid that was coming to Miami as a top 10 corner in this class so I, I think that he he knows the deal. I think he grabs some valuable experience um, already his freshman year at East Carolina. Another name to watch because I think he's going to blow up in the transfer portal. He, he just recently got in was uh, R.J. Delancey. Uh, he was a Miami Northwestern product. Yeah. Had a really good, really good season this year. Ten pass breakups and interception. He's a hard-hitting corner uh, who with some maturity. He, he's – He's, he's got a lot of dog in him. He's a guy who comes from South Florida. He's gained some valuable experience in the group of five ranks. He is a former Power Five prospect who went to Nebraska. Um, so overall, I think that's a guy to watch out for because I think that you're going to see guys like George, teams like Georgia, Florida State, others tap into what Ronald Delancey uh, is. Uh, and, and I think that he's a guy to watch out for as his, as his stock grows. He could be a cornerback option for Miami. 
All right. Uh, just to kind of wrap things up here, let's talk a little bit recruiting. Uh, Miami is having a, a really great week when it comes to performances in the UA game and also the practices for the All-American Bowl. First, uh, you already talked about Ryan Mack a ton. He looked great. One of the top performers. Make sure you go to canescounty.com for more on all of the uh, top performers from the UA game and the All-American Bowl. Uh, Booker Pickett has been ha had a great week as well. Looks like he's definitely a dude. Definitely going to be a guy that is going to compete uh, for playing time, looks like, right away. I mean, he's a, a really productive guy, just like Ruben Bain was. It's a very similar path, uh, so to speak, that Ruben Bain had, where he had a ton of sacks in high school, and then performs at a really, really high level at the UA game, just like Ruben Bain did. And I think he is going to make a similar, I don't want to say it's going to be just like Ruben Bain, but I think it's going to be a very similar path that he takes, Booker Pickett. And then you got Marquise Lightfoot in the other game, who's also tearing it up. Um, at the All-American Bowl. He battled through injuries this year, so there wasn't a lot of buzz around him in his senior year, but he's definitely showing that he's a dude as well. Justin Scott also doing well as um, as well. At the All-American Bowl, the five-star DT that Miami flipped from Ohio State. And then, of course, JoJo. JoJo's doing his thing as he always does. Really great route runner, sticky hands. He he's out there playing with Cedric Bailey as quarterback. Obviously, um, that worked well for him. Also had some time at DB. So just overall, this recruiting class looks the part. It looks like a top five class. And this is just, you know, a microcosm of what this class can do. What What's your thoughts on just uh, their performances in these All-American games to wrap things up here on the pod? It's everything Miami fans expected it to be, right? It's a top five class in 2024. You have some really, really good players in this group. I don't think that we're even seeing how how good this class really is. No Jordan Lyle in these All-American games. I think he would be killing it uh, if he if he was selected. Uh, we, we have some really good offensive line prospects. Derek Flass is a guy that got added late into the uh, selection process. I think he's going to have a good week. Um Overall, you know, Adarius Hayes, another guy, I think he's in the All-American Bowl as well. Uh, you know, so he's in overall, the UA game. Oh, he was in the UA game. Okay, yeah. so um, – and then you got Zaquan Patterson, who yeah. – listen, you look at one-on-ones, I know people are going to look at those one-on-ones. Listen, that that's not what Zaquan Patterson is. Zaquan Patterson is going to be a guy that is – he's a Jamal – he's going to be a Jamal Adams type player in this in this defense. and. And I think he's going to be a better game player than he is a practice player. That's just what Zaquan is. And I think he's going to have a big-time game. You know, when, when, when he started, when people are able to blitz him off the edge, put him in space, put him in the box, where he's able to impact the run game. And then also, you know, hook to curl a little bit. You know, play slot. Play, I mean, play man on, on tight ends. Uh, you know, bully slot receivers. Uh, those are the type of things that he's able to do. So, um, I'm – no matter what happens with Zaquan Patterson in the All-American Bowl, I love what he's he's uh, going to bring to the Miami Hurricanes. So uh, overall, just a loaded class. 
Um, and I think that there's going to be some guys that have some really good game performances at the All-American Bowl. On top of the practice performances we're seeing from Justin Scott, Marquise Lightfoot, uh, and others. That All-American Bowl is scheduled for Saturday at noon, uh, and that will be on NBC. Um, so definitely tune in for that. I agree with you. I think Zaquan Patterson is more of a gamer. Uh, he definitely, I think, is going to make some plays in that game. So tune in for that one on Saturday. That's going to wrap it up for the Storm Tracker podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the website, canescounty.com. Use the promo code MIMI30 for the first 30 days for free. Plenty of coverage on the uh Miami 2024 signees um, in those all-star games, as well as coverage from the Miami Hurricanes and other sports from the University of Miami. Until the next episode.